from the road and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB in 1998. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We'll reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season five! Woo! (laughs) Episode one, The Bostonians. Yeah, written by Tom Kapanos, directed by Greg Prange. This one originally aired on October 10th, 2001. It was delayed because of September the 11th. Um, Mm -hmm. It was, I think it was supposed to start airing at the end of September, but they pushed it back. Okay. The description from Wikipedia... Dawson is a freshman film student in Los Angeles and about to begin an internship at a studio while Joey is settling in at Worthington College in Boston. Instead of focusing on their new lives, they find themselves distracted by the distance between them and their unsettling last kiss. Joey is out of her depth dealing with promiscuous roommate Audrey Liddell and a demanding creative writing professor, David Wilder, who gives her story based on her kiss with Dawson a C plus it says on this, but he actually gave her a C. I know. Okay. Jen and Jack try to settle into their new hometown of Boston with Jack taking the chance to tease Jen about her lack of love life and Jen making visits to the harbor where Pacey has moved in secret. Joey, Jack, and Jen, with Audrey tagging along, attend a frat party. There, Audrey admits to Joey that she too has a romantic attachment from high school that she left behind. Jack begins to bond with the members of the fraternity, and Jen finds a romantic spark with Charlie Todd, whose band was hired for the party. Joey leaves an emotional voicemail message to Dawson that it's time for them to go their separate ways. The next morning, he arrives at her dorm room, having been fired from his internship and wanting to reconnect. Damn, that was a quite a description. Wow, our work here is over. Okay. <laughs> I guess so. Wow. Okay, my history is mysteries. I'm This is a there's a lot of news. <laughs> a lot of news coming at us, guys. Okay. August 1st, 2001, Alabama Supreme Court Chief Justice Roy Moore. Yes, that Roy Moore. <laughs> has a Ten Commandments monument installed in the Judiciary Building, leading to a lawsuit to have it removed and his own removal from office. Alas, the story did not end there. I know. I remember that. Yeah. I just remember being, like, stunned that I lived at the same time and existence as people that did that. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. Um, August 2nd, 2001, the House of Representatives approves oil exploration in the Alaskan Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks, Republicans. Thanks. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, cool, cool. Great job. Uh, August 9th, 2001, U.S. President George W. Bush announces his limited support for federal funding of research on embryonic stem cells. Oh, On August 25th, 2001, eight people, including singer Aaliyah and several members of her record company, are killed as their overloaded aircraft crashes shortly after takeoff from Marsh Harbor Airport in the Bahamas. I know. That was so horrific, especially since it was overloaded. So you knew it was like their, like, human error. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
September 6, 2001, the United States, Canada, and Israel withdraw from the UN Conference on Racism because they feel that the issue of Zionism is being overemphasized. <laughs> not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to let the silence speak for itself. <laughs> September 6, 2001, the U.S. Justice Department announces that it no longer seeks to break up software micro- maker Microsoft and will extend instead seek a lesser antitrust penalty. <laughs> Look at us now. Woo-hoo. Yeah, that worked out really well. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Um, September 10th, 2001, Donald Rumsfeld, may he rot in hell, gives... He can't be in hell, that's where we're going. Oh, right, sorry. (laughs) I I hope... hope He rots somewhere else. Yeah, purgatory, I don't know. He he gives a speech regarding $2.3 trillion in Pentagon spending that cannot be accounted for. He identifies the Pentagon bureaucracy as the biggest threat to America on September 10th, 2001. Let me repeat that. Okay. And, of course, on September 11th, 2001, approximately 2,977 victims are killed or fatally injured in the attacks. The World Trade Center towers collapse as a result of the crashes. I, boy, boy, that was a day. That was a time. Yeah. Um, September 13th, 2001, civilian air traffic uh, resumes in the United States after the September 11th attacks. Uh, I just read Busy Phillips's book, and she was on a plane to Wilmington that day um, to mm. continue filming Dawson's Creek. Um, wow. Okay. Just these last two, like, just to remind you of fucking how, what what chaos was happening all over the place. Um, September 18th, 2001, a series of anthrax attacks commence as mm-hmm. anthrax letters are mailed from Princeton, New Jersey to ABC News, CBS News, NBC News, the New York Post and the National Enquirer. Um, and then on September 20th, 2001, in an address to the joint session of Congress and the American people, U.S. President George W. Bush declares a war on terror. <laughs> Sorry. I should have so many people lost their lives. Um, but <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> that means nothing. And it has caused oh so much death God. and destruction. I also, like, don't want to make light of like the darkness you um, told us about, but you forgot the most important history's mysteries. What's that? September 14th, Aaron and Julia move into the UC Santa Cruz dorms. <laughs> true true that's a big that's a big history mystery obviously it's probably when we saw each other for the very first time i remember seeing you for the first time really i do tell me more (laughs) i remember you and aaron had a rent poster on your dorm door maybe or on your wall or something um and i I was with someone else, I don't remember who, and you guys were, like, unpacking. And I was like, oh, my God, are you Rent heads? Like, are you Rent fans? And you were both like, yeah. And I was like, me too. <laughs> then, <laughs> and then I went to dinner. <laughs> but 
Um, but I remember it. <clears throat> That's so funny. Yeah. Cute. I think you guys were both kind of like, yeah, we're unpacking. Please leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. I was like, fair. This is really stressful. Yeah, <laughs> totally. to kick my mom out of my room. But you can leave. <laughs> Done with you. <laughs> oh, God. I forgot about that. You did. <laughs> um, and I felt bad later. My mom told me that like they went to like, I think there was like a, like a session for the parents, yeah, you know? Yeah. And like, she was like, your dad cried. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, poor, poor, uh, poor Greg. And um, Sue. It was and tough Sue. for them. <laughs> it was tough. I mean, they did have to like take two kids to college in, within the I span know. of like a month. Yeah. They went from a, house of four people to two people and like yeah. yeah that's a big yeah that's big my mother immediately remodeled my room like I five mean, my parents, seconds after i moved out <laughs> and my parents did that too which is yeah. why i was like i probably so frustrated with them they were like yeah you know you need to get everything out of here and then they ended <laughs> up moving like right away too oh yeah um but they're like yeah no you don't live here anymore and i was like Bye. Uh, what <laughs> okay <laughs> what <laughs> oh god okay <laughs> no my mom wasn't like that she just tore everything off the walls and was like we're done now okay thank you <laughs> that was cute but no <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um, <laughs> okay the number one movie is training day which won denzel washington a best As- actor oscar right. and got ethan Hawk nominated for best supporting actor you said it was worth it. He sh- it was deserved. I've never seen it. No, I've um, never seen it. Nor have I. But I read the description, and one of the notes was that it takes place in the gang-riddled area of Echo Park. That's not even true. It takes place in the jungle, which is like no, um, no, no, just training. south of Crenshaw. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. right, 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 right. No, it does yeah. take place. It takes place in South L.A. and MacArthur Park, but then also Echo Park. And I was like, OK. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I know it was more dangerous back then than it is now, but I was like. Yeah, but we all know what using the term gang ridden is really about. It's racist. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right. So number one song is Alicia Keys' Fallen. Oh, that's a banger. Amazing. We Right before that, we had Destiny's Child Bootylicious. Um, <laughs> we were doing well. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. now some yep. highlights for this week. Like, it, this is going to blow your mind how great the music was right now. Um, at number 21, we have You're Everywhere by Michelle Branch, which she tweeted, oh, yeah. she tweeted came out 20 years ago last week. Um. Wow. So yeah, at number thirty-one. Wow. Oh yeah. Who it was? Ev- it was everywhere, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> um, at number thirty-one, we have Alien Ant Farm's cover of Michael Jackson's "Smooth Criminal." Yeah. At number thirty-four, yeah. we have a country favorite of mine. Alan Jackson's absolute classic, Where I Come From. Where did you come from? Um, where the, the, come oh, from. yeah. The answer to that is Where I Come From. It's cornbread and chicken. Um, <laughs> a lot of front porch sitting. Um, <laughs> this is a classic. 
of the genre. At number 66, we have Clint Eastwood by the Gorillas, or by Gorillas, not that, which is a groove. It's that's a that's a groovy. Mm-hmm. And at number 72, get this: Whitney Houston's version of the Star Spangled Banner. Which was re-released oh the 9/11. Re-released due to 9/11. She donated all the money to charity. Um, and like, look, I definitely looked up that video on YouTube again and watched it, and was like, imagine being at that Super Bowl. <laughs> it's banana. She's so good. Her voice is so talented. She's so talented. Rest in peace, man. Yeah. It's sad with America. Yeah, agreed. Um, And finally, at number 88, a personal favorite of mine, Afro Man's Because I Got High, which I listened to all the time. (laughs) All the time. That was definitely a UC Santa Cruz dorm room special. It was a jam. It was on. It was on. No matter what hallway you were on, someone was playing that song. You would hear that at least once a day. Like. That space line. <laughs> doom, 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 yeah. doom. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a terrible singer. <laughs> Apologies. Apologies oh, to Afro Man. God. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Okay, Aaron. So unfortunately, I have to break it to you that this episode is supposed to start off to the tune of Mary Beth Maziar's Daydream Believer. Um, and oh, what? I'm stunned. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, like, so- I think we've talked about it before. We didn't watch these specific live. episodes live. We'll let y'all know when when we watch our first one together and right. live. But uh, so... We watched these out of order when they straight when they were like on TBS or whatever. Mm-hmm. Thank God I didn't know that because that would have like not allowed me to enjoy this episode. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Why are you doing that? Doesn't make any sense. Like, whose song is that? That song is not Dawson and Joey. It's not. This is that's a Pacey and Joey song. I stand yes. by my assessment that they Joey and Dawson can have the monkeys version, but Mary Beth yes. Maziar's version is Pacey and Joey's. Yes, um, without a doubt. Yeah, I and my note was literally, I'm so glad I wasn't watching live at this point because I would have been done in this moment. I would have been like, okay, never mind. <laughs> I tried it. I know. Turning it off. I know. We're done. Yeah, we're done here. <laughs> yeah. And even to like, yeah, like it is very similar to the season two premiere where they like kind of pick off, pick up where they started off, you know, like where they stopped at the end. So you're kind of like, okay, this again. And we hear like someone like, talking over like a voiceover but we don't know whose voice it is um because it's none of our characters and then we pan from dawson's room into this like hogwarts ass classroom with joey yeah (laughs) and it's like a creative writing class with like freshmen but only like 16 (laughs) it's the smallest it's the smallest freshman class ever I know. It's just like, <laughs> no I way. Guess that's what rich people's college experience is like. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Must be nice. Must be nice. Because, like, I-, I was gonna say, too, it's like, we get the scene that we saw at the end of season four 
from Joey's perspective, but narrated by a man. And I was like, if that ain't some kind of metaphor, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, and this scene's really gonna like just thrust you into what like terrific college experience Joey's gonna have because like it's real fucked up. This professor is terrible. Um and it's uh <laughs> it's kind of like reminiscent of when she goes and visits um that college and she meets whatever his name is that guy AJ. That I hate. AJ AJ fuck that guy I and know. they like just kind of like whip her. so what do y'all think like what <laughs> so ridiculous so one month in and they're already critiquing like a creative writing exercise <laughs> like okay anyways yeah and like um i i just have to say though i hear you one month in maybe not but i have been in this english class where the professor stops reading the story or whoever stops reading the story and then everyone just like tears it to shreds i have been on every side of this interaction um, yeah and to those who i tore apart i'm so sorry um maybe <laughs> i was i was kind of mean about things too <sighs> yeah I mean, anyway i definitely agree with you i remember like but just like right away i don't know like i don't yeah. remember it being like one month in you're no, like no, still no. getting your like sea legs on like how to even critique someone you know i don't know totally totally i i agree you're right on that but i have been in this class <laughs> also yeah. later on in college <laughs> totally yes <laughs> and yeah, and then, like, this line comes at the end of, like, the, the reading, or kind of towards the end of the reading, where he says, it has been one of, it had been one of those moments where you shuck your status as mere mortal and achieve, however briefly, true greatness. And just, like, give me a goddamn break. It was a terrible kiss. It was a mistake. No. Please move on. There's no romance. <laughs> I, I like, know. I totally zoned out on what she was like, like, once I realized it was her words and everything, I was like, this is so boring. Like, her take on the Dawson and Joey story is, like, so boring. It's, I like, know. I get it when you're young and, like, everything's so amazing. It's 500 days later, or 500 days of summer, rather. Yeah. Where, like, oh, yeah. If you yeah, see yeah. it one way, it's like all everything's so romantic. But then, like, at the end, when he sees it a different way, he's like, oh, maybe we weren't meant to be. You know? Yeah. Oh, and maybe it was actually <laughs> just like we kind of had fun and slept together sometimes, and it was that's it. The end. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So, yeah, some guys just like when the professor, Professor Wilder, who's played by Ken Marino, shout out yep. to the state. The um, state and party down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is and a, true fan of, a true favorite of mine. Yeah, he pops up in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's um, great. This is the only, I was going to say, I think this is the only time he plays anyone this straight laced. Like, he's always I some wacka, wackadoo. Like, he's never this straight laced. I know. I think that's why he's particularly funny. Um, I know. <laughs> but yeah, so. He's like he asked the class, like you know, what do, what do y'all think of of jo of Joey's work? He even like specifically mm -hmm. calls her out, and like yeah. this one white dude's like, "Ew, it was just such a boring high school romance." <laughs> and you're like, "Okay, man, okay." And I mean, true, it's not like, wrong. He's not wrong, but also, <laughs> like, yeah, you don't need to say it. 
Yeah, like, it's just interesting because I definitely think it's true and, like, you can say that, but, like, it's more of, like, the way in which academia gets taken over by the male perspective of, like, oh, this can't be good because it's about romance instead of, like, you know, what about the romance isn't good, you know? Mm. Um, And so, like, it's just like this man being like, ew, it's bad because it's about a high school romance. It's a, it's like negating the female teenage experience and like acting like your experience is less than and not worth writing about creatively or otherwise. Um, because then this other, this girl was like, I don't know. I kind of liked it. It was like a Hallmark card of a high of, you know, or like, that's what he says. She's like, I don't know. It's kind of like Joyce Carol Oates meets Judy Bloom. Yeah. And like, and then, the guy's like what is that supposed to be a good thing and it's again like <laughs> i was like keep you. judy bloom's name out of your mouth sir <laughs> like yeah, and even she- like like joyce carol oates like a lot of people yeah. like her writing too like but it's like these are writers that are geared towards like female you know readers and mm-hmm. so therefore they're like seen as less than in academia right of course of course so even like professor wilder like you know, jumps in on this like talking shit on the teenage experience. <laughs> for well, like girls he does, or, def- you know, yeah, he does defend Judy Bloom, though. I will say, like, I want to give him a little bit of credit uh-huh. that he like he's like, you know, Judy Bloom is the reason that I understood teen girls at all. So like, you have to give her a bit mm-hmm. of credit, and I'm like, okay, guy, y- yes, you do. <laughs> yeah but it's not like he's assigning judy bloom i definitely agree with you yeah no totally he's at least acknowledging (laughs) yeah he didn't be like oh yeah are you there god god it's me margaret's about periods like fuck off (laughs) you know um anyway he says he tells joey he has good news and bad news the good news is that class is over and thus her torture is coming to an end. And the bad news is she's obviously a writer and thus the torture has only just begun. And um, I have something to say about this, which is that I really hate that all television shows about teenagers seem to make someone a writer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. Writers write television and thus they that's what they know. Um, right. But like... <laughs> Like, listen, I work in a field that's I'm surrounded by writers constantly. And I feel like I don't know this many writers. Come on. like, just... Yeah. And like, what was the whole point of art, Joey? If like, we're right. just going to get writer, Joey, you know, or even like science snail expert, Joey, if we were just going to get writer, Joey, I thought she wanted to be an archaeologist. Right. <laughs> you know? And like, she gets to change her mind on things. Totally. But, like, but like, still, okay. All right. Here we go. And what we find out is that Joey got a C on this, on this, um, you know, story that Simon. she wrote. Yeah. 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 Which like, I, I kind of wish that she could like, then realize like what joey or what pacey's experience was we're just like a teacher arbitrarily you're a writer but here's a c you know totally totally teachers can be fucked up and give you arbitrary grades for like that don't really make sense like why like that doesn't make sense right i know and and also like I mean, I get it. I when I see when I was getting graded and I saw a C on anything, I would panic too. So I get you. But also she like follows him no, no, out. I, 
<laughs> no, no, I understand that experience, yeah. but the professor's like, you're a writer and then gives you a C. Like, right. so what is your rubric for grading? You know, you're like, you've got talent, but like your grammar was wrong or like, what exactly did you get a C for? Right. <laughs> you know, uh, totally. that's why grades are kind of stupid, you know, but it just reminded me of the case. It's like, oh, so that whole like shitty educator thing, that's not going away. Once we leave Cape side, you're in luck, you know, viewers <laughs> like so. OK. Yeah, I hear it. I hear it. Um, And then like, you know, so she follows Professor Wilder out and mm -hmm. then like is basically like. You know, well, you can rewrite the story for a better grade, you know, so that's mm -hmm. kind of cool. Um, yeah. And then she, like, does this thing, which I, I don't know. I'm trying going to try not to get too into the weeds of, like, being an editor um, as I have worked as an editor. But she's like, how? Like, you know, and he's like, this boy exists in reality, right? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, you know, and he's coming this weekend. And Joey's like... <laughs> <laughs> she reveals such a personal thing to her teacher but like okay well and not only that but like the fact that like this story like it's supposed to i'm guessing it's supposed to be fiction and not non-fiction <laughs> so like it doesn't matter what actually happened you just have to like make the story better and it doesn't matter if yeah. it has any bearing in reality like hello this is like I've had so many fights yeah, with I mean, authors about this stuff. Yeah. And like, I mean, that's what Professor Wilder is like trying to get at, but he's in that like quirky teacher way of, you know, of Dawson's Creek where he's like, I'm going to be weird and like not educate. And then like, I don't know. <laughs> he's totally. like, you know, the, the problem is your ending is just the beginning. And she, what? like, stands there stunned. And, like, I think we're – since we didn't watch it, I don't know. But I think we're supposed to be, like, ooh. Yeah. I mean – beginning. <laughs> Listen, it's great writerly advice. The advice he gives her is actually great advice, which is that, like, yes. you copped out from making a choice. I mean, that's good mm -hmm. life advice, too. When you cop out yeah. from making a choice, choices just get made. Um, and – but, like – you copped out from making a choice and it's uninteresting. So you have to actually like go and make this choice. Now I would say that if this story, like in this story, you just go make the choice. Like you decide what the characters in this story who are not you and Dawson, even if they're based mm -hmm. on you and Dawson, you just yes. decide what they're going to do. <laughs> but like, it's like this whole metaphor thing. And I'm like, guys, come on, we don't need this. We're fine. Well, yeah. Especially since like, that was the storytelling of season three at the end of like, Joey has to make a choice right. like Pacey or Dawson. Right. And like, now it's like, well, what is the choice? It's just like whether to like Dawson still not be in a codependent. <laughs> yeah. Like be in a codependent relationship with him or like be in a codependent relationship with him. Yeah, <laughs> Either <exactly>. way. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Um, and we, then, like, Joey walks away and we kind of see her walk through this big, like, East Coast university quad, you know, and it's like Joey Potter at college. Um, yeah. Yeah. Before we go to the credits. Yeah, and we get a new credits for season five. Yeah, new credits, definitely. Um, and we cut then to Joey running through Boston. And I really do think that they took Katie Holmes to Boston and made her run. 
I totally uh, think so. Yeah. I was like, this is Boston. <laughs> yeah, like that's actually, I was like, oh yeah, that's Boston. <laughs> it's really funny. Also, it's every like a, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. It's just funny. It's like a cheesy montage of like yeah. her running through Boston. Oh, just and like, like looking up. Honestly, Bostonians that listen to us tell me, I I know Boston okay, like I've been there quite a few times, um, but mm-hmm. I I was like, I'm pretty sure this run is like a hundred miles. Like she is on, she is all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> I'm like, man, that's a long run, Joey. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like Boston's not that huge, like, like, you know, space wise, but man, she's on every goddamn corner of it. <laughs> anyway and also just like quick question like Mm. this is a new hobby for joey right yeah this seems new i know katie holmes is a runner and so i know i know probably they just incorporated it into that i don't know but like yeah it's a new one um also there's a huge fucking cell phone like flip phone like just attached to her (laughs) waistband and i was like no no we were not running with cell phones at the time no 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 way i kept my cell phone in my glove box at this time i know that's like so valuable too to just like get mugged or like fly out of your fanny pack or whatever it's clipped onto her running shorts it's so every time i saw it i howled i was just like what the fuck that would like leave a bruise or something So we get her, I think she's running through Boston Common. I don't know. Someone could correct me. And her phone rings, which is like why she was carrying it this whole time. But (laughs) so that we could see her answer this cell phone. Um, And it's Dawson. Yeah. And like. She's like, she immediately thinks it's bad news. Right. And he's, he's like, well. Yeah. Good news is, you know, that internship I told you about, which is interesting because it, it, it shows us that they've been talking at least, right. you know? Right. Um, and she's like, oh, you got it? You got it? That's awesome. That's so cool. And he's like, yeah, but it starts today. Right. And, and so he's, he's like, like oh. it means I can't come this weekend. And I have a question for you, Aaron Hensley. Uh, like, this seemed wild to me that he would just fly to Boston for the weekend, like, in college. I couldn't agree more. Like, a okay. holiday weekend, sure, but, like, it's so fucking far. Also, that, like, you would, like, you know how much money that would have cost them? It probably would have cost the same as it does now, like, really expensive to fly in 2001. Totally. I totally. mean, obviously... You could barely fly in the actual time we were watching this. It was pretty close to 9-11. However, whatever, they this was filmed before then. And then yeah. on top of that, why don't you tell the internship, like, oh, like, I can't start this date. I've already spent $700 flight to Boston for the weekend. Right. Totally. So then they have this, like, total Dawson Leary, Joey Potter conversation that's like, but maybe next weekend. Well, that's not going to happen. So it'll, it's going to be a month and then a year and we're never going to see each other again. And it's like, it's all in good fun. But, like, it is this total, like, Dawson-Joey conversation. Um, yeah. And all I could think was, like, was that kiss at the end of season four worth this? 
Like, this is right. what the audience really wanted to see? No. No, I would say no. But <laughs> but I don't know. Um, and Joey... And Joey's like, like, even sorry. at the end of season four, like, she has this real vulnerability with him where she tells him she's going to miss him and, like, all this stuff. She mm-hmm. loves him or whatever. And then we see this where, like, she's still essentially lying to him where she can't even just be like, you know what? Like, I'm bummed. I've been trying to see you. Like, what's going on? Like, you know, like why can't we see each other after all this time? Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I had like a little bit of a different take where I was like, I think it's cool that she kind of like doesn't tell him she's bummed and just is happy for him. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a part of me that's like, you know, he can like, I don't know. I hear what you're saying and I don't necessarily disagree with it, but also I do like that. She's like, I'm so happy for you. And that's such a big deal. And like, can kind of be there for him and like put her own disappointment aside a little bit. Um, I don't know. Totally. I mean, I think like broadly, that's how people should behave. But in terms of Joey and Dawson, that's like (laughs) all that she ever does is like put her feelings aside to be excited for him. True. You know, so it's a good point (laughs) at the expense of her own, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, Totally. Because she's she like has tears in her eyes as she's saying goodbye. So she's like she's feeling a lot like she's not just feeling like slightly bummed. She's feeling a lot. A lot bummed. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and there's no easy way to say this, Aaron, but we are going to cut to Dawson wearing man sandals onto a movie lot. Oh, my God. It's all I can see every <laughs> scene with Dawson this whole episode. Why? What is going on? For There's a lot happening. He's I in mean, shorts also. You also, know how I feel about men in shorts. They have to earn shorts. that right. Cargo shorts. I know. And he's wearing sandals and he like, I can't, what is going on? He's walking up to his internship on a movie set in sandals. Like he's, he's going to a, a sandal. Like and what is happening? So um, here's, I have a few, I have a few things. I too had copious notes about the sandals. Um, <laughs> number one, number one, if you've never been on a movie set, I will tell you that a movie set is basically just a construction site. And so you mm-hmm. cannot wear open-toed shoes. The yeah, only people true. who could come close are the people who are actually acting in scenes where they're, yeah. like, not wearing shoes or something like that. But like, yeah. Yeah. But, like, the set has to be cleaned and vacuumed and, like cleaned up for those people to walk through the set with no shoes on and you better fucking believe there are shoes waiting for them as soon as they're done with the scene so that then they walk back through the fucking studio they don't step on a nail which is the first absolutely the first thing that would happen no way it's so weird and like they they like zoom in on his sandals like the yeah, first I mean, it is. they're all i can see as well <laughs> it's and all like, i can see but they also want you to see it too like yeah. this this idiot he's in la he's sandals. wearing sandals yeah i know it's like i think that's what we're supposed to think but i was just like it, i was like either it's supposed to be like he's in la and he's wearing sandals or like he's an intern and he's wearing sandals he doesn't know <laughs> i mean like, and girl oh like look la i we live here i love los angeles it is it is my heart but it's dirty mm-hmm. as shit don't wear sandals <laughs> your feet are gonna get you're so gross, gross. <laughs> you're so gross you're yeah. so gross like so, oh my gosh anyway so he walks up to the security gate just walks right in he walks up to the gate he what <laughs> why didn't he drive i know 
Does he? He doesn't have a car in Los Angeles. I know, but as you an intern, an intern without a car, you can't. You can't. I mean, we understand that that's fucked up because there's a barrier to entry, yeah. but like, it's true. Yeah. You can't. I once yeah. lost a job in 2008, maybe. I once lost out on a job that I was interviewing for because I didn't have a smartphone yet. Um, and like, <laughs> they were like, you have to be able to get email on your phone, but we sure as fuck are not going to buy you a phone. So <laughs> I know. You got to pay for um, that. <laughs> yeah. It's all on you, Chica. Anyway, so he oh, has this conversation yeah. with the security guard. Um, and like, look, there's a part of me that's like, I, you know, I worked on a movie lot for a long time. Um, there is an excitement the first time you walk onto one. Um, it is yeah. definitely exciting. Yeah. No, once I got past the sandal situation, I really liked Austin episode because he he definitely delivers in terms of the acting, maybe because like he's not paired with anyone like super talented like Michelle Williams. You know, so like you see the excitement on his face and he, he has like a complexity to him of like he's nervous but excited and like it's so cute. Totally. Totally. Um, also, I want to say that you can like tell that this was pre-September 11th that this was filmed because he doesn't even show the guy his ID. He just says his name. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't even believe that would have been true. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, post like when that girl, that woman who um, got murdered by her stalker um that woman who was on, I think, Facts of Life. I forget her name. I'm so mm. sorry. So, so we go to yeah. yeah, we go to Boston Bay College where Jack and Jen mm-hmm. are walking through the quad and Jen looks fucking great. This is Jen's Jack, best look. Jack has a fucking mullet. Jack has this is J- Jack's worst hair. Jack has I know, terrible it's, hair it's, in season five. It's, yeah. I know. Like, is he taking the cake for season five worst hair? I don't know. Joey did some crimped thing later on in this episode where I was like, (laughs) girl. (laughs) Yeah, she really, like, volumized in a way that was, like, not suiting her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But Jen looks all indie rock in her red pants and Converse and, like, black tank top and jean jacket. Just, like, my queen, Jack. Yeah. I mean, Jen. Yeah. She is like so 2001 college. Like, I love oh, it so much. It's like pre Avril Lavigne. Like, Avril Lavigne yeah. is coming. That's what Jen's yeah. outfit says. <laughs> exactly. You're going to put a tie around that in about six months, girl. <laughs> Ooh. Yep. Exactly. So, um, anyway, they're having just dis- coffee, Jack and Jen, and discussing the cuteness of college boys. And we mm-hmm. learn that Jack and Toby are still dating, but are in a long distance relationship. So well, glad we got an answer to that since we didn't in Coda. Right. Totally. Like we didn't even mention Toby in Coda, but glad we know now. Mm-hmm. And Jack tells yeah. Jen that she needs to get some before she becomes a born again virgin. And <laughs> <laughs> which made me laugh. And then she's like, he's like, the last guy you were with was Henry, which like, oh, my God. <laughs> Girl, I know. You need a palate cleanser from that <laughs> still. For real. So do we. So do yeah. we. Yeah. And like, he's just so nice. Like, he's so sweet. He's like, I love watching you like twist yourself into this ball of anxiety when you're with a guy. And like, Jen's kind of like, oh, gee, thanks. Like, great. dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
they're just such cute friends like i love it i know and jack of course a wayward football comes towards them and jack like catches it because he's a football guy and Mm -hmm. the like frat boy that like comes to get the football is like oh you gotta come to our party at sigma ep tonight everything's free (laughs) like okay (laughs) okay (laughs) no way no way that's you're not getting charged five dollars to walk into that party i know okay and like jack's like oh sorry yeah, are we supposed to know what Sigma app means? I don't know. We didn't Sigma have Epsilon? Greek life at ours. Yeah. I mean, yes, but like, is that like a notorious party one or is that a made up one? I don't know. I don't know. Listeners, if you know, tell us. Um, Dawson's critique <laughs> at gmail.com. We did not have fraternities or sororities at our university. So we do not know. Yeah. Um, And like, so they, you know, Jack accepts and like, you know, He's kind of like, come on, Jen, like you might meet someone. Let's like broaden our horizons. And like, I'm all for that. I'm all for that in college. Like, yeah, you know, you got to go to one, you know, to know you don't like it. I totally, totally. agree. Totally. Yeah. Um, and J- Jen, I mean, Jen, honestly, is like what I'm going to meet the love of my life at a frat party. And like, girl, first of all, calm down. No one's meeting the love of their lives. You're 18. (laughs) No. no. You're barely going to meet anyone. You're just going to go hang out with your own friends at a party. And then leave with your own friends. That's how parties work. (laughs) You might talk to some people. Um, You know, you might dance a little bit. You're probably going to have some jello shots. It'll be fine. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So we cut to the largest dorm room ever. I've ever seen. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, Dear Lord, what are we looking at? That is not real. They put us in a cinder block. Like, we were in fucking the smallest ass oh rooms. God. Like, I, my friend went to grad school at Harvard and he lived in the dorms and I visited him. And so I've even been into rich people dorms and they're like the dorms no. we had. So, like, yeah. they're like, what? And my mother went to Berkeley that had, like, old like used to be rich people dorms and then they just stack more people in them it's right there would be four people living in there oh absolutely absolutely there would be four people um and one side is a total disaster there's clothes everywhere that would be the aaron hensley and julia callahan side of the room um and the other side is totally neat and tidy and joey is sitting at her desk writing um Also, here's where I must point out that we have now transitioned fully into 2000s, peak 2000s fashion. Um, because it, I don't think it's peak. I, I don't think it's peak. To we're be not honest. at the peak yet. Because <laughs> no, Joey's in low rise, je- extremely low rise jeans um, mm-hmm. with that like belty thing. Um, that's not really a belt it's just a couple of like leather strings that you tied around the waist of your pants <laughs> it didn't do anything I, every time i saw it i started laughing <laughs> and then like a shirt that like a, t- a tank top that like showed part of your midriff yeah just like a little strip of stomach i yeah. don't know why let's never go back why. guys i know we're like about five no. years from going back to that but let's not shall we yeah, I mean, the thing is, I read this, like, meme that was, like, once uh, jeans fashions drastically change, and I feel like I don't have to jump on board with that, I am no longer young. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Look, whatever you have that. to do to survive being a teenager like in your early 20s, if you feel like you need to just strip of your lower belly, go for it. It's really hard out there. But I yeah. will not go back to the place in my life. I will not do it. No. No. Okay. So <clears throat> we've got Joey sitting there writing. And who walks in, Aaron? Ooh, busy Phillips. <laughs> busy Phillips. All right. So excited. Um, I know. I hadn't seen Freaks and Geeks at this point. So I didn't know oh, her okay. from Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Yeah. I was a big Freaks and Geeks fan. So I definitely knew her from Freaks and Geeks. And when she was cast, I was like, what? Because I remember like reading about it before, like mm-hmm. knowing. Yeah, or maybe I just saw the ads or something like that. But I was like, "Oh shit, she's from Freaks and Geeks." Yeah, I and I didn't, so I was just like, "Oh, who's this chick?" Okay. Um, also, to our listeners, I did read her memoir um, before last week, so I have some tidbits to tell as we go along. Um, but busy, you know, of wait. course. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I recommend it if you haven't read it. It's fun. Um, cool. It's not all fun. Some of it's not fun but it's good um so busy plays audrey liddell joey's roommate Mm -hmm. and she's just like from from fucking the get-go she is this burst of energy that like we missed so much in the last season yeah yeah and she just walks in sits down on the bed and asks joey to leave so she can have sex with the guy who (laughs) she has left in the hallway um just like i love it i'm so here for this oh my god joey's just like i can't go on like this i've been sexiled to the library like seven times this week girl when she said sexiled i screamed i screamed i I was like oh my god remember I know that's like such a phrase you only hear in college. It like totally was like a deja vu moment of like, totally. oh my god! And you, we talked about it all the time because we were all, all getting sexiled all the time. Yeah, and like, and then the it was like, and then you know, like pretty quickly, you no longer share a bedroom with another person, so you don't, you're, you yeah. know, people don't need to be kicked out when you're like getting down. Exactly. Um, exactly. So. So we hear the name of a few guys that, like, Audrey has brought back to this room. And I, like, find this scene fascinating because Joey is clearly judging Audrey a little bit. Like, that she's mm-hmm. bringing so many dudes back. But Audrey's like, I'm going to, like, make myself scarce when your friend Dunstan comes to visit, which also made me cackle. <laughs> I know that was a really good joke, to be I honest. Know. I was like, girl, <laughs> yes. Girl, yes. Let's call him Dunstan from now on. Dunstan's Creek Um, and like Joey like tells her he's not coming Um, and it's just like it's just the joy of this it's so nice to watch it's just so it's lovely yeah like it's cute Um, like you know on the one hand like she is such an Andy character, but then like a little bit of Jen with like the slutty quote, yeah, quote unquote, quote slutty-ness, unquote, yeah. you know, um, 
but like it, I think just because we miss that vibe and that energy, you're just like, hell yeah, like can't wait to have this back, you know? Totally. Um, totally. And she's like kind yeah, of a mensch like, to Joey. Cause she's like, if you yeah, need me. She's such a good person. Yeah. She's just like, if you need me right now, I'll get rid of Zach. Like, you know, yeah. I'm like, you might not be aware of this, but I'm pretty awesome. And like, I'll just I, like, I'll be here for you and I'll get rid of this dude that's in the hall. And I'm like, oh, God. I love Audrey. Yeah. Like, because Joey can be really selfish and, like, you know, we get it. She has a lot of trauma. But Mm -hmm. she doesn't, like, it's Audrey's college experience, too. Like, Audrey wants to have a college roommate that she's, like, close with, you know? And Joey, like, like, it will, like, she... Joey is like so selfish in that way a lot of the times where she's just like, ew, Audrey's ruined this for me, you know? Yeah. And maybe that's true, but it's like, Joey, you're kind of ruining it for Audrey in the sense <laughs> right. where you like are just judging her out of the gates, you know? You totally. can just tell her, like, go fuck in their room, sexile his roommate, you yeah, know? Totally. <laughs> totally. And Joey's like, it's fine. Like, I just got to go talk to Professor Wilder. So, like, I'll leave you the room. And Audrey, just without missing a beat, is like, that's what you're wearing? Like, (laughs) you can't wear that to meet him. (laughs) I mean, listen, my note was like, what is with this show and student teacher weirdness? I know. I know. (laughs) Audrey's like, he's gorgeous. You got to wear something better. And I'm like, "Uh, girl, like, no. Let's not. Like, I know Ken Marino's like the hot guy from the slate, but he's not like that hot. Like, you know, he's, it's so I mean, weird. he's fine. He's a he's a perfectly handsome looking dude. But like, yeah, to be cast as the dude that all the students, all the female students are like, first of all, heteronormativity is a fucking plague. But um, mm-hmm. but like to be cast as this like, you know, oh, all the all the female students, not a gay in sight. P.S. Um, like, a of color <laughs> nor a person of color but like um you know all these fucking white girls are all over him <laughs> like no come on get out of here it's he's not weird, that kind he's not of particularly charming either like or like intellectual i don't know it's very fascinating but yeah. like whatever just go with it totally. i don't know these storylines really creep me out because i i still think whether it's like quote legal it's still a power imbalance and is disgusting and i i do think there should be laws like rules against it at institutions there sh- there absolutely would be at an institution like this like undergrads have been pretty fucking off limits for quite some time um like like y- you'll get in even if you're tenured you'll get in pretty serious trouble um if you yeah. are m- messing around with undergrads um so joey gets to this office his office and there's just this line of girls waiting like they're again, all white all white all white not a gay in sight what that tells mm-hmm. me not he's not as hot as everyone to say oh my god and she's like she you know leans to the last person in line is like are y'all here to see Professor Wilder? And and the girl just is like, isn't he amazing? Like, oh God. like what is going on? Oh is like, is this someone's college experience? Like, this doesn't make any sense this to is, me. No, this was uh, not mine. No. <laughs> it's like so weird. Um, and like, 
Joey like is a little like I related to her in this moment. She's like, oh my god, I'm fucking yeah. out of here. Yeah, and she totally. just like turns around and bounces. Yeah. And like as she like walks out of the building, she <laughs> sees Professor Wilder jumping out of the window. Yeah. Like, yeah. He escapes okay, his, this his is office. Straight <laughs> out of Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. <laughs> exactly happens except they don't even have that girl with the like sh- stuff written on her eye eyelids <laughs> like that was, <laughs> that was funny <laughs> um and they like joey's like they kind of start talking because she like you know catches them and he's like i'm just trying to escape all these girls and joey's kind of like it must be nice to have all these freshman girls jumping all over you like girl no He's like know, 40. Like, oh my oh. god. That part grossed me out. Me I was too. like, Joey, jeez. Oh my gosh. I know. And then he says that he's like, well, when I get home, my wife and kid bitch me out for hours, so it keeps me humble. And I was like, man, I hate this man already. <laughs> like, fuck you. Oh my god. So he's married, but he like flirts with or like whatever with freshman a and then b all he can say about his wife is that to a total stranger he barely knows joey and he's just (laughs) talking shit on his wife and kids to her like oh my god people like that are monsters and i can't tell you how like happy i am that we no longer get the like um or we're kind of moving away from the like i hate my wife tv trope yeah, you know, like yes, I'm, yes. or like I hate my husband. TV trope. Like I'm really glad we're moving away from that. That's fucking annoying and I stupid. If you I hate could never your spouse, watch those you should, shows. Yeah, if you hate your Not like married with them. children. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I loved that show. <laughs> that one but... specifically, I did not like that humor. Was not like ever. Even when I was a kid, I was like, "This isn't funny." Like, just don't be with that person. Right. Like, I don't know. This is funny to me like this is actually really sad and like i don't know that that really weirds me out but yeah i think i just thought christina applegate was really hot so i was i mean she is (laughs) i mean totally particularly as kelly bundy Um, yeah yeah. and even katie siegel's hot but i was like oh i can't i can't yeah anyway so joey like jumps in to ask about her story and like you know She's like, you say this should start where it ended, but nothing happened after that. And instead of giving her the advice that I have been giving this whole time, which is you're writing fiction, fucking make a choice and write the story. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's so weird. He's like, you know, he's like, he gives her writing advice that is actually good. But like, he's like, you know, you have to make a choice. And like, you ended the story before you made one. And I'm like, is this the Dawson's Creek writers trolling themselves about last season? Um, <laughs> kind of. Because because he, he even says he's like, was it passionate? Or was it just two friends saying goodbye? <laughs> yeah. And like, this, there's a part of me that's like, I'm here for this conversation. If we if we yes. if we filmed that disaster of a kiss, last mm-hmm. season and then realized mm-hmm. what a disaster of a kiss it was and we're like mm-hmm. hey let's like kind of talk about it but like get past it by saying how are we gonna how are we gonna spin this like okay okay I- i'll buy into this conversation i'm okay with that exactly and, yeah so um she however is stunned mm-hmm. um so <laughs> 
Totally. She doesn't know we how go to go to Dawson. Still in the still sandals. Still in sandals. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Also, that was also in my notes. <laughs> I was going to say, this looks like the Sony lot to me, but I wouldn't imagine that they filmed him in LA. Like, I would imagine it's their Wilmington lot, but it does look like the yeah, Sony I, lot. I, I kept, I totally agree. I, I definitely agree. It looks like yeah. a lot in LA. Yeah. Maybe so, they did. Maybe they but did. I don't know. Um, and so he goes into this office and Nicole Bilderback, who you might know as Whitney know. from Bring It On. <laughs> I definitely know her as Whitney from Bring It On. She was also more recently on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is a favorite show of mine. Um, she comes down I'm the stairs. Sure she also was in one of my quarantine watches, uh, Dark Angel. Oh, ooh, she was in Dark Angel? Good. Yes. Cool. Sure. All right. Yeah. Nicole Bilderback. Good job. Um, but she comes down the stairs and greets Dawson by like kissing him on both cheeks and is like, definitely is <laughs> she does not know that this man is an intern. <laughs> it's so funny the way that they write like L.A. in this show. Totally, totally. Because it's kind of spot on. Like, yeah, some mm-hmm. random white guy in sandals and fucking cargo shorts walks in and he's definitely the he. Almost 90% of the time, that's the most famous person you'll ever see. That just looks like Yeah, well, someone walking in sandals, like you said, you know, Mm -hmm. like onto a set. Like, it's like, okay. Yeah, that's going to be the most famous person on the set. They're the only ones allowed to do that. Um, And, you know, he's like, my question was like, is this what it's like to be a white man? Like, people just think that you're the person that they just hired (laughs) at all times? right to us oh god i know white man right to us please yeah also she asks him if she saw him at kate mantellini's last week (laughs) and i definitely had an actor friend who waited tables at kate mantellini's for a long time (laughs) it's like such a star fuckery vibe that place it's so awful oh god Uh, it is funny when yeah i mean like there is like it's just funny. This exchange like feels very authentic, but then also like as someone who loves LA, I'm like, how could they? Like, I know, I know, not how it is, but it also is. But it, it is, it is at the same time, totally. And like they have this like very Hollywood meeting about some director named Todd, and Dawson's like, oh my god, I loved his Janet Jackson videos. And, like, Nicole Bilderback is, like, she's, like, we're trying to get him to do this movie version of Seventh Heaven. Yeah, she's, like, <laughs> right now we're all about features, so we're transitioning into features. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she suggests the worst idea I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Seventh Heaven movie. <laughs> she's, but like, but edgy. edgier. Yeah, but edgy. <laughs> Listen, we used to watch Seventh Heaven as a guilty pleasure until they had the smoking episode where at the beginning of the episode, was it you or Jules that yes, said it was it, me? It I was, was like, you. the house is going to burn down from them smoking weed. And like, no one believed me. And then that literally happened. And I was like, <laughs> I cannot watch this show. I cannot yeah. do this. That was the end. We stopped watching it. <laughs> this is no longer funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just stupid. anyway um so she eventually figures out that dawson is not a screenwriter not the person she (laughs) hired um yeah and her assistant like is like no that's the intern like (laughs) 
And then she like gives him an eyebrow raise. Like, like it was Dawson's fault. <laughs> so totally, funny. totally. Oh, a hundred percent. Um so we go to this nice kitchen. Yeah. Where Jen and Jack Joey's and Joey. There. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're hanging out. I love it's it this... so much. That's why I like this episode. There's so much friends. It's so many friend moments. And like they're kind of like maybe Pacey's in Bora Bora. And Joe Joey's mm-hmm. like, that's in French Polynesia, not the Caribbean. Like just straight <laughs> to my heart, Joe, that you know that. Um, <laughs> Jack decides that he's gone Kurtz, um, like Brando in Apocalypse Now. And just to out myself, this is the line that made me go rent Apocalypse Now and watch it. Um, oh. Yeah. Never seen it. It's good. It's really good. Um, I bet. And Jen's like, maybe he's in Cape Side or Boston. So. Ooh. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Joey says, you know, wherever it is, I hope he's happy, which I like love, even though it's kind of a throwaway line. I like love it. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's hard because I think that we're all mad that they made Dawson and Joey kiss. And now we have to, like, care about Dawson and Joey, which, like, (laughs) it's not earned. So, like, you know, like, it's hard to care, even if you are on, like, Team Dawson or whatever. Because, like, all of a sudden they're kissing and you're like, what? Like, she just was confessing her love to Pacey, like, you know, the previous episode. So it just was unearned. And, like, in, yeah, and, like, I know a lot of people have said that, like, they act like Joey and Pacey, like, didn't like date at all and like it in season five like it, it's like that didn't happen and like to a certain extent like I could see where that's coming from but at the other mm-hmm. hand like I do think like <clears throat> if someone breaks up with you and doesn't want to be with you like and it's pretty definitive and they leave town like you kind of have to find a way to like be like okay well that's over we're never getting back together you know right. so seeing Joey be like this it does feel authentic yeah I agree I totally agree. And um, Joey, like, excuses herself because, like, Audrey's probably done banging Zach. And, like, then Jen at 2 Jen says, oh, Audrey sounds like she has a really promising future. I know. (laughs) I hated it. (laughs) Fuck off, Jen. Come on. Yeah. And like a lot of weird lines like that in this episode, yeah. Totally. Because Joey's like, you know, you're making fun of me, but, like, it's true. I never know what I'm going to see when I walk through the door. And I was like, that's called college. That's just what happens. (laughs) I know. And, like, just communicate a little bit better. Have a system. Like, you know. Totally. I mean, it's just Joey's, like, again, like, prudishness coming back where it's like, sex is bad. You know, yeah, and you're like, totally. oh, my gosh, yeah, <laughs> like, girl. you know, you're not a virgin anymore. We can't retcon that storyline. Right, like, you've right, already totally. had sex. Like, totally. you know, like, come on. No, I know. And like, you know, Jen's like, oh, it's the same here. I never know who Grams is going to bring home from bingo, which actually is a funny line. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I know it was funny. Yeah. And then Jack is like, so are you down for tonight? Like, are you going to come to the frat party with us? And yeah. Joey's like, Ugh, I don't know. Is that really what we're going to be doing? Like, are we frat party people? And Jack's like, I don't know. It's college. We should reinvent ourselves. 
<laughs> right. And Joey's like, looks at Jen and is like, what is going on with him? And Jen just is like, cute boy invited him. And Joey just gives this nod like, oh, OK, that tracks. And I just like, this is all I want. This is what I want. I couldn't like, agree more. These three know. knowing know. each other, making just, like ribbing at each other a little bit, like having fun times. I fucking love yes. it. Drama free conversations. And like already, yeah. I am so much more happy with the I beginning of season more. five. Like, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's like the drama is like very minuscule, but it's so fun because it's yeah. like, yeah, they're all hanging out, gonna like talking about being slutty. I love it. You know? <laughs> yeah, the it's big drama like, is like it's funny party and it's people. cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Who are we as college kids? You yeah, know? totally. It's so interesting. Yeah. Um, so we go to the set um, where Dawson walks in and the director is telling his crew how incompetent they are because he's not going to make his day. And he calls them a disgrace to the industry. And I don't know, Aaron, I worked I worked on movie sets and on TV sets for like a few years. It wasn't like a ton of time. But like three years or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if a director made a speech like this to the whole crew, it's not that I think that it's never happened. It's just that I think that it Mm -hmm. like to the whole crew, like you would have a fucking mutiny on your hand. Um, Like, hell no. I know. And like, I get that there is like a lot of verbal Well, yeah, and it's like, well, especially since we've already been told. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've already been told this guy is like just recent to features. You know what I mean? Right. It, like, it's not like like we know Michael Bay's trash and like you know, but like mm-hmm. he directs like big blockbusters. So some like that's the thing is a lot of people have like you know social capital of like oh I worked on this movie I did that so you're willing people are willing to put up with this kind of verbal abuse. But someone who's coming from feature from movie you know, um, music videos to feature wouldn't have that kind of clout yeah. or that capital. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, you know, I feel like my experience in Hollywood is the verbal abuse is very one-on-one. Um, So like, mm-hmm. it's like, he might then turn to the AD or he might turn to, the the costume person or something and be like what the fuck are you doing you're fucking up my whole day like it's your fault you know whatever but like yeah i mean that's one of the elements of me too is that like if it's one-on-one then there's like it's then it becomes like a right this person said this person said and then the right. person who's the most powerful is the one whose truth is the truth right um if you have witnesses then like you can't really have that yeah and i would argue that it's weird because this is like a thing that happens where it's like this is how directors are they're just all trash it's shitty like you know and like like again i I know that these things happen but like i don't the the way that it's perpetuated by like portrayals and media is like problematic to me i agree with you i agree with you um also, if any of you have worked on a set where a director has done something like this, like, do, you don't have to name names, but please tell us about it. Um, any, so yeah. Dawson, like, 
<laughs> totally. Dawson like walks in and introduces himself to the director, which seems wild to me, but whatever. Um, and he like tells Todd that Heather. <laughs> no, you would like work for the like key PA or something. Like if you're an intern, <laughs> you know, fucking talking to the director. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah, like that's it's like. They're just using this term intern very loosely. Like, what kind of intern is he? Is he yeah. like a production intern? Is he yeah. like, you know, like, is a he supposed to be intern. helping the director? Is he supposed to be helping the writing team? Is he supposed to be helping the production team? Totally. I don't know. Totally. And it's like, I get it that Heather told him to bring the script to Todd. And then she told him to, like, he needs to, Todd needs to read the script between shots, which seems real sus to me, but whatever. <laughs> like, this director's <laughs> just gonna, like, sit down and read the script between shots. <laughs> Hell, though. <laughs> like, he, no. Todd tells Dawson to read it and report back, which actually seems like exactly the thing that would happen. That is how that works. Yeah. yeah. But he also says, like, oh, Heather isn't that smart. She's hot, though. Oh God. Um yeah. Todd seems like a real douche nozzle. Uh but like I will say I do like Dawson takes a moment to be really excited that he's on a set, which is like it's cute and real fucking no, relatable. It's so cute. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cute. He's just like so excited to be there. Like everything. He's just like soaking it in. It's yeah. It's like his dream. Totally. I think the first working set I was ever on was America's Got Talent. Um, and I even felt that way about that show. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> like the first season, too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, early on. Yeah, I, I definitely saw a scene with Tom Skerritt flying a fake plane <laughs> on the <laughs> um, Price is Right stage. Oh, how funny. <laughs> it was super cold. You know, like, Bob Barker likes it cold. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't doc- care about Bob Barker. That's Tom Skerritt. <laughs> totally when i worked on dr phil i used to have to like dress in like multiple layers because the set was so fucking cold um and like wear gloves and stuff it would be like a hundred degrees outside and i would be in gloves and three sweatshirts (laughs) um yeah anyway at joey's dorm room hallway we're supposed to get weezer's hash bite from the green album <laughs> totally makes sense. Yeah. As she like walks to her dorm and the music is supposed to be coming from her room. Like Audrey is blasting Weezer, which totally fucking Amazing. Yeah. That totally checks out. Yeah, yeah, and she like co- Joey covers her eyes and she walks in and then we like see like her vantage point of like <laughs> yeah. her hand like moving two fingers and like seeing Audrey like not fucking. She's just like lying on her bed. Yeah. And Reading Audrey amazing. just like out of the blues like have you read an orgasm (laughs) (laughs) it's the best also she's laying on her truly iconic pink fuzzy like prop up pillow (laughs) that's like it's an icon of this show (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and joey's like she (laughs) turns Yeah, she turns the music down and she's like, because Joey can't hear her. And she's like, have you ever had an orgasm? (laughs) Like, I need to know the answer. (laughs) Just like, God, you do really do get the roommate you need and not the one you want. (laughs) I know. It's so true. It's so true. And Joey's like, I'm not discussing that with you. You're a near stranger. (laughs) 
And Audrey's like, I'm not a stranger. I'm your roommate. (laughs) So cute. And she's like, so I get to raise the topic of oral sex, feminine hygiene and orgasms. And like, have I just mentioned that I love Audrey because I love Audrey? (laughs) Like, I know she's exactly what the show needed, I guess. I know. Totally. And she she goes on to say, like, I really thought I had orgasms in high school, but Zach just convinced me otherwise. Which, like, get it, girl. I'm so happy for I you. Know. <laughs> I love this. I, I love know. this conversation, too. Because, like I said, last, ep- last season is, like, I really wanted to see Joey and Jen talk about, like, her losing her virginity to Pacey, you know? Um, we never got these, like, conversations. And just, like, female pleasure, right? Like, I mean, I yes. think what's so interesting about Audrey, too, is, like, we are so firmly in the in the the sort of shadow of Sex in the City that she gets to come in here and say this stuff on network TV is 100% because of Sex in the City um, mm-hmm. and the success of that show. I mean, I, I have mixed feelings about Sex in the City. It's a show that I really did love when it was mm-hmm. out, and I, you know, it's problematic to watch now. But, um, mm-hmm. but like, you know, Audrey getting to say this, there's a part of me that's like, yes, like, I, the thing that I missed, and I know we talked about this, was, like, the fact that, like, we don't ever talk about Joey's, like, Pacey kind of, like, asks once mm-hmm. if, like, she had an orgasm and she's like, no, and I don't want to talk about that. But, like, girl, like, yeah. there's no way she's not having orgasms. Like, he's, she's getting fingered, definitely. So, <laughs> Sorry. Not well, to be also, too crude I just about it, like, but... <laughs> no, but like new in your your sexual experience is kind of like what Audrey said, where she's like, "I thought I had, but damn, was I wrong?" You know, right? They're, they're, you're like, you don't really get to talk about it, and you actually have like very little experience too, you know. Um, right, so and they get better it's as cool you get to better watch at this, it. right? Yes, you know, and as like you become as the person anyways. you're having sex with gets better at it, yeah, it's like you know those they do get better, um, you know, and so that's awesome too, you know. And this is kind of the time where you like, you know, I feel yeah, like have and better should, and better orgasms, and like, exactly, because like, <laughs> you're starting to talk about it more in like an accepting environment. Yeah, and she even Audrey even admits that she broke up with that dude because he wanted her to do something she wasn't comfortable with sexually yeah and like it's awesome to see her say that yeah she he wanted her to have a threesome and she's like no and then she says this line that i don't agree with but i think is a great line which is like i may be easy but i'm not sleazy (laughs) which is (laughs) it's a great line i think if you want to have a threesome have a threesome it doesn't make you sleazy but like that is a great line (laughs) yeah It, well, it's like I agree. Like I definitely like I'm not going to judge threesomes, obviously, no. but you know I think setting your own boundary is like the, the most valuable thing that Audrey like brings to the table. Is like yeah. what? Come on! Like yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with sex and having fun and everything. And she says to Joey, she's like, I'm just worried you're not having the college experience. And like Joey kind of gets season one on her and is like, what? Just like going out partying? Like, I like studying. I like, I want to get good grades. Mm-hmm. I want, I don't want, you know, I want to get a good job. I don't want to like work in some small town retail. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like her judgment towards labor is hard for me to wrap my head around. Uh, no, I agree Maybe with I, you. I can wrap my head around it, but it's just like hard to hear. Yeah, I agree with you. And Audrey is kind of like, I don't buy that. Like, 
you just like are afraid to have fun. Like, and mm-hmm. I fucking love Audrey for like calling Joey out. I know. Cause she's totally. like, if you had fun, you might meet someone you liked. And if you met someone you liked, you might let go of the past. And like, I think you're scared of that. And I'm just like, if you don't have a friend like Audrey, get one because I know a hundred percent. Aaron Hensley would say this to me and she would be yeah. right. <laughs> I mean, as much as I related to Andy, I totally relate to Audrey. Too. <laughs> yeah, you're a lot like Audrey. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, well, so, and she's like, you know, maybe it's good Dawson didn't come. Like, maybe that's a sign. And, you know, Joey kind of brushes her off and is like, you know, you don't know my life. Yep. Yeah, Joey's like, you don't know anything about my life. And Audrey's like, again, like me. Yeah, whose fucking fault is that? <laughs> Just, I love her so much. <laughs> um, so we go to Boston Harbor and we see Jen and, walk up to a boat. And halfway through the episode, we finally fucking see pacey what like was he off filming what he was like barely in coda and he's barely in this episode i don't Are they know trying don't to know act like he's like a minor character yeah, or maybe josh jackson just like wanted vacation time <laughs> extra vacation yeah, time he's, like, filming something or he's something like, yeah maybe maybe <laughs> Um, but like apparently doug told jen that pacey was in boston like that's what we find yeah. out um and she's like she kind of like gives him the scoop of like all the theories that their friends have about where he is mm-hmm. and you know she's like i told him i thought you were might be in cape side or boston but they didn't believe me <laughs> so yeah alas <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he asks about joey so mm-hmm. like we kind of get that little you know story too and we see like he's just ready to see her or really talk about her yeah and jen is like hey we're all going to a frat party tonight like if you want to come and he's just like i don't think i'm ready for that yeah and like i don't know they have such a good friendship oh yeah. there's so many friends in this episode i know and like pacey's back to like smiley pacey you know, know, like, cause, cause Jen tells him that Joey said, like, he, she just wants him to be happy. And he's like, well, I am. And he's like, smiley and pacey. And I'm like, oh, God, I missed you, sir. I'm so glad I you're know. Back. I couldn't agree more. And Jen and Pacey's friendship is back. Exactly. Cause <laughs> Jen's like, didn't see the whole episode, the whole season four. Yeah. And like, Jen totally is like, well, you know, you don't have to come to the frat party, but like, you know, Graham's like kind of has us over for dinner every Sunday. She likes to do these Sunday dinners and like, you should totally come at some point. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you know, thanks. You know, it's like, it's kind of nice. She just like extends the invite. Like you're welcome anytime. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, is Dawson in town? And so we know that that means that they've been talking, Jen and Pacey, about, like, you know, for a while. And she's like, oh, no, he he got an internship, and so he's not coming. And Pacey's like, oh, my God, that's awesome. See, he's doing it. He's living his dream. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, he's moving forward and not back and, like... (laughs) Like, Jen's like, all right, all right. Like, I hear you. It's fine. <laughs> and they give each other just this great friend hug. 
I know. It's the best friend hug. I love it so much. It really is. And he asks her, he's like, hey, can you still keep on keeping this secret? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but not for long. And like, I will say it is fucked up that like after what happened with Jen and like Pacey and Joey's secret that he's still asking her to keep this secret. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I mean, I get it. But like, I get it. But like, you know. Totally. But I do also like that Jen's like, I'm going to keep it for now, but like not forever. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like basically like I will out you if you don't out yourself pretty soon. <laughs> like, <sorry. Yeah. laughs> the only time when outing is appropriate. Um, <laughs> so we go to Joey's room where she walks in to find Jen and Jack laughing with Audrey and mm-hmm. Audrey tells Joey that her friend, she's like, your friends were just filling me in on your shockingly sordid romantic history. And like, <laughs> I love Jack and Jen that they're like, oh, girl, you want some fucking, you want some dirt? Yeah. You've got some dirt. Let us tell you. <laughs> and then Audrey says the line, Jen is my new best I friend. Know. <laughs> I know. Did you die? I died. I died. I, died. I did. I was like, Yes. Jen is your new best friend. Listen, I kind of don't give a shit that much about any of the like behind the scenes dynamics. Like I know Katie Holmes and Josh Jackson dated. I literally only care because they have such good on screen on screen chemistry. Like I kind of know that Josh Jackson and James Vanderbeek hated each other at some point. I don't care about that at all. I like am obsessed with Michelle Williams and Busy Phillips and their friendship. I know. It's, it's the so only thing cute. that I care about. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like I couldn't agree more. I'll I'll consume any media about it. Like I'm just like, yes, please. I know. I know. It's so cute. They're so cute. They're amazing. And then Yeah, and then Audrey's like and Jack is Joey's cute guy friend. And Jen's like, ooh, he's like a cute gay guy friend. <laughs> yeah. And Audrey's like, I just love this. Like, they're, everyone's timing is so great. Audrey's like, really? Like, can we do anything about that? And Jack's like, <laughs> Jack's like, puts his arms around Joey and Jen and is like, I have been kissed by two of the finest women in this world. And that didn't do it. So, no. And, like, Audrey's just like, what? You both have kissed this boy? (laughs) Like, it's just so great. It's so authentic to college, too, where you're, like, getting to know people like that, you know? It's so cute. Totally. And, like, Joey's like, oh, are we going to go? And they're like, well, we're going to, you know, we're waiting for Audrey. And she's like, oh, we are? And Jen's like, um, she's, like, really cool, Joey. (laughs) Like, I know, like, this girl's awesome. Yeah. And Joey's, like, stunned again. Like, she's, she's just like, stunned. she is. Like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I girl, know. you hit the roommate jackpot. Like, I know. Aren't oh, you lucky? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I too hit a roommate jackpot. My roommate, my oh, I, college. Did you see Melissa? I saw your roommate. I did. I saw her oh. in New York. She's Yay. awesome. She's the best. Yeah. Um, I know. <laughs> You, uh, you had, you did not. (laughs) (laughs) Not at the beginning, but at the end. Yeah. Yeah. You, you eased into a jackpot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we go back to set and like Todd asked Dawson how the script is and Dawson's like, 
It's fucking terrible. It's really bad. <laughs> Dawson's just like, yeah, go ahead. No, Dawson's just like talking, like he's just so enamored with Todd, who's like a director, and mm-hmm. and um and he's like, I, you know, Todd's like, what? Well, what do you want to do? And he's like, what do you mean? I I want to be you. I want to be a director. And Todd's like, cool. So like, what are you doing to accomplish that? And Dawson's like, well, I'm at USC Film School. And Todd's like, Film <laughs> School? Dr- That's stupid. You should drop out. And you're like, what <laughs> is going on? <laughs> that like fucks Dawson up, too. He's like, what? I know. <laughs> He's like, well, like, I made a documentary last year about AI Brooks. And Todd's like, who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> And then Dawson's like, uh, I mean, I could show I mean, you. And Todd's just like, no, I don't want to no. see that. <laughs> it's so true. It's, like, we're laughing because this is definitely a rea- like you, I've seen this interaction before <laughs> at a Q and A and at every Q and A in Los Angeles. I can't go. I can't do Q and As. I cannot. I leave. I, I cannot. leave. I cannot sit. There. I leave. I do too. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to the bar. I'll see you all later. In conversation. In, in conversation, mm-hmm. sure. A Q&A? No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. Thank you. Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> anyway, anyway, Todd's like, I mean, Todd is dropping truth bombs, which is like, you're 18. Yeah. Your movie is not good. And if it is good, yeah. I'm going to be pissed that it's good. So like, no. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's so. like, welcome to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> What's your dream? All right. so then we go back to the frat party and we see the band and who is playing the bass but chad michael murray chad michael murray all of the like guest stars in this episode are like kind of known oh yeah yeah like chad michael murray smith like Meredith Sorry. Monroe situation. No, totally. Where they Chad- like we didn't know who they were. Yeah. Well, but Chad Michael Murray had only been he had been on Gilmore Girls for this season. Right. And yeah. you know, he he was just in that like, you know how the WB and now the CW always has like a cadre of like himbos that they just like put on every show. Like you know, yeah, well, Dawson's Creek was like a breeding ground for them because we yeah. had Chris Wolf who went on to Roswell and then yep. Cliff who went yep. up to Felicity, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the himbo, the himbo so, uh, yeah. harem. Yeah, if you will. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Joey and some dude just smash right into each other in this party. <laughs> Amazing. Except like he's a little creepy. Am I wrong in that? No, he's like, no, it's super weird. He's like, hey, are you in my econ class? And she was like, uh, yeah, I think so. And he's like, C10. And she's like, what? And he's like, that's where you sit. And you always flip your hair in this certain way. Like, if someone <laughs> said that to me, I'd be like, I gotta go. Yo, <laughs> Thank you for your service. I will be gone now. Thank that's you. It? He invites her to a secondary location and she like considers it. Yeah, He's like, girl. do you want to go inside and talk? What? This guy is a creep. <laughs> Joey. And you're going to go into a secondary location with him? Come yeah, on. Come on. 
And so he's like, she's like, oh, actually, no, like, I got to just like check on my friends. So, you know, nice talking to you. <laughs> like, leaves. I'm like, yeah, girl, bail yeah. from this situation. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Come on. This is yeah. a weird situation. And we see like Jen inside, and this yeah. like rando comes up and was like, hey, do you want to see my stereo? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> And she's, she's just like, like no. I, I bet you have some bitchin' black light posters in that room, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jen's just like, <laughs> I have your number to a T. He's like, oh yeah, I do. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, you know, I'm good, thank you, sir. I'm not gonna sleep with you, so please move along and find someone else to show your stereo to, so to speak. And then, if you didn't think those two were creepy, we get, like, the creepiest one, Mm. which is Jack bumps into the hot guy, and he asks Jack to join the frat. But the way the sales pitch of joining the frat is, like, you don't like your family. If you join your family and I got your back and, like, boys are together and, like, You're going to be my bro, bro. Also, he's wearing puka shells, which is always, like... (laughs) A real oh, red dude. flag. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like always like a, mm, thanks. Ugh. Yeah. Frats. Okay. Okay. So we go back to set where Dawson immediately spills a full tray of coffee. Because um, he's wearing sandals, obviously. Obviously. And Todd yells at him on a megaphone that he's incompetent, <laughs> which is wild. Wild. It's- it, like why does he even care like you know like <laughs> no craft services like yeah okay and dawson like mutters something under his breath and todd's just like would you like to share sir and dawson's like no and then todd's like you know that's what i thought and then dawson decides this is where i'm gonna really just yeah. tell him off yeah yeah he's like i said screw you <laughs> like todd's like <laughs> done excuse me yeah and like i mean dawson does like it's so weird because like i do think that dawson's kind of a hero for like standing up to this like absolute fucking psychopath but like the way he speaks about it and the way he's like so self-righteous it like triggers me a little bit and i'm like i agree with you and yet i'm triggered by this and i don't know how to feel well it's hard because the way he says it is like he says to to Todd, like, you have the privilege yeah. <laughs> of being here, you this, know, and yeah. like, and I think that that was like what triggered me because like, like, I like I like Dawson in this episode. I think I liked Dawson in season five. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, I think it, he's like doing the like, quote unquote, good guy thing, but actually doing it where he's like, this isn't right. Like, right. you all are being fucked up, you know? Totally. Um, But like, yeah. So he says to Todd, like, you get to make a movie, you get to show up on set every day. Mm-hmm. And like, I think it's because it just feels so like idealistic and childish of what, how he's calling Todd up of like you get to be here with these stars and you get to wear sandals on set, you know? And like, you don't even know how lucky you are. Well, and like, Um, and like, my thing is like, he's like, you know, you have the best job. And like, my thing is like, he's allowed to like, 
I, I think sometimes with those creative jobs, like a job like director, it's like, mm-hmm. you can't complain because look at you, look at what you get to do all day, every day. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you get to, if you work in, you know, a job that everyone wants and you're making money as a TV writer or as a, you know, actor or whatever, like you still get to have times where you don't feel like the luckiest person on earth. I'll just say from experience, like when you're on night shoots and it's four in the morning and fucking freezing and you like have to get through this day. um, Like I get it. You don't feel like the luckiest person Mm -hmm. on earth. Like you're like, we just need to get through this. Like, let's get to the end. Yeah. But, but I think Dawson is correct in being like, you know, you have a job that so many people want and you're just like here being a fucking dick bag about it. You know, yeah it's hard to see does he really say that though and you're treating people like this i mean kind of i don't know if he actually says it but yeah that's the thing it's like more implied because the thing is like regardless of like his job like i guess the way i feel is like regardless of the job like you shouldn't treat people like yeah so the whole thing like him being like you had the privilege of being here and (laughs) like it's just like okay like that is true whatever but like also like you just shouldn't be an asshole to people that are like helping accomplish your dream and your vision you know like you shouldn't be treating people like shit for like like why are you yelling at me on a megaphone because i dropped coffee like come on right um and like the whole crew starts to applaud and then todd turns to them and they all stop and like and then Todd like immediately fires Dawson which like of course but mm-hmm. but yeah, also obviously. like the fact that your whole crew just started applauding means that you've lost this crew and like you're gonna get fucked like basically the crew yeah, has the ability a, to slow your a, day down yeah oh, <laughs> yeah it's such a weird mood for again like someone who's like transitioning into features you know totally. like it's like so bizarre but totally. like okay but that being said like good for Dawson like I love this Dawson like this guy I, I could watch this be our our lead you know yeah, definitely. So we go back to the party where Audrey finds Joey kind of like sitting alone and thinking. And she like asks if Joey's okay because she's a good friend already. Well, she says to her, Audrey says to Joey, you should go sing with the band. It's super fun. It's like karaoke, <laughs> but like a live band. And you're like, Audrey, you have not heard Joey sing. <laughs> There's a little um, rendition of On My, on my own, own that you definitely do not want to hear. No. What if she got up and sang On My Own at this college party? <laughs> I would cry. Oh my god, that would have been incredible. Okay. I would have paid money for that. Oh my god. <laughs> so Joey's like, you know, well, you are you were right. Like, you know, I am stuck in the past. And she's like, you know... I'm a college freshman, and if I let you get to know me better, you'd realize that that's, like, a really big thing. Like, the, the fact that I'm here at all is a huge deal. And, like, I'm working my ass off, and I'm falling in love with this city. But there's, like, this part of me that's 15, stuck in Capeside, and in love with a boy who only sees me as a friend. And, Aaron, I hate this. I hate I know! This. Me too! <laughs> It's such an erasure of, like, the whole series to date. Totally. She's definitely not the same person. And, like, 
and, and like, I just he don't buy it. Only see her as a friend either. Like right. even though like it's like okay, a what the fuck? Ha- like why are they trying to erase Joey and Pacey? Like what? Okay, yeah. this is so weird. But like okay, I, I'm not trying to think about that right now. Like they like, are and they Dawson aren't at the same does- time. <laughs> I know, like, so fucking fuck? weird. But Dawson doesn't only see Joey as a friend. Absolutely. So it's not. a weird place for her to go back into when we've known for the whole of season four he saw her as like a sexual being he was gonna like they were gonna lose their virginity together you know so like Mm -hmm. he sees her as more than a friend so it's a weird thing like it's hard because like again they're always trying to ram this storyline down our throats which like it's do a better job if you want us to care about (laughs) it because i think there's like an authenticity to moving to college and like loving this and like this new experience and it not quite being what you thought it would be in the transformative way that you thought sure because like you are you're just transforming like smallly and or slightly and you can't see it but uh you know and so like feeling like stuck in the the person you, you thought you were that you used to be like that feels so authentic but then to like you wish you just stopped it like there's a part of me that will always be that 15 year old in stuck in Cape side mm-hmm. period the end. <laughs> right. No, totally. Cause also I think like there's a part of me that's like, as you grow and change and transition, sometimes you look back and are like, why can't I just be that again? I knew how to be that person. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know how to be this new person. And I think that's like really kind of like actually pretty human. Um Yeah as these changes are happening to kind of be like I don't know if I want this but like I know but like I agree and I think like the thing that kind of pissed me off was like this thought that that kiss at the end of season four was anything but goodbye like you want to sell it to me as goodbye I I hate it still but I'll like buy that but like it's so unearned it was so unearned then and like my thing is like if it's goodbye I'm willing to buy that I I don't like it, but I'm willing to buy it. Yeah, and if it was something else, like she owes Pacey a huge apology because Pacey was fucking right all that time. (laughs) Be like, this is fucked up. You and Dawson are weird, and like she's kind of admitting that like Pacey was right all that time. Yeah, like I felt that way in Coda, and I feel that way now, where she's like, yeah, a part of me will always be in love with that guy down the creek, and it's like. That is like that was his biggest fear that he kept actually verbalizing to her right. to bring up to discuss with her. And she kept gaslighting him and being like, how could you say that to me? How could you bring these things up to me? Why do you always bring yeah. up Dawson? It's like, well, because you're so in love with him. Yeah, exactly. Um, I do have to note, too, that the way that they have lit Busy Phillips is like simply wonderful. She looks so beautiful in this shot. And she turns to Joey and says, Chris. And Joey's like, what? And she's like, that's my high school boyfriend. Like, and saying goodbye to him is the hardest thing I've done. But I knew that no matter how much we loved each other and how much we promised each other, it wouldn't work and we'd end up hurting each other. So I cut the cord and she's like, so so fucking real. She's like, sometimes it's hard because I know he's out there like falling in and out of love with girls that aren't me. And it's like, like, this is the story I wish we had for Pacey and Joey. Yeah, same. Same, that they had to, like, leave each other and cut the cord and say goodbye, even though they still love each other. Yes. And not that big blow up, yeah. 
Yes. Um, and then Audrey goes on to be like, I, you must think I'm like a big slut, but I'm just like here trying to live and have fun. And like, if I feel kiss, like kissing a boy, like I'm going to do it. No regrets. Yeah. She said that before it was a meme. <laughs> so I, know. I was like, oh, and it's like, and it's funny because like, you know, this whole episode is about like about the kiss and like, yeah. you know, it's like how Aunt Gwen is like, says to Joey, like, oh, you know, I know you don't kiss a guy and have it mean nothing Mm -hmm. and this is part of joey's journey you know yeah to just like have a if she wants to kiss a boy so be it so be it totally and like we look there's a great shot of the two of them from behind audrey and joey and audrey kind of like looks at her and is like this was a good conversation joey potter i really hope there's more to come and i just yeah me too me too (laughs) That was a good conversation. Yeah. It's nice. People people like you, yeah. Joey. Like, go with God. Or like, you be with benefit them. from... <laughs> yeah, and she benefits from, like, the introspection of, like, someone's input, you know? Right. Like, come on. Other people's perspectives, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, we so... cut to the bathroom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Joey is that girl at the party who is just taking her sweet ass time when there's a line outside. I know. Block the door on her cell phone, leaving a message for Dawson. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. This is like so authentic to an 18 year old to be like, I'm going to tell you these really important, intense things on your voicemail. On so, your voicemail. Cool. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> She's like, also but i I like this honesty she has with dawson it's like the first you know like another like really first for her i think totally totally because she's like you know i'm at a party right now and i'm having a great time but it's like not totally great because you're not there or here and like i know i said it was okay that you weren't coming but like it's not i miss you and yeah She's like, you know, there was a guy that was hitting on me and he was really nice. Joey, girl, <laughs> he was not. No. no, 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 no. <laughs> and she's like, I blew him off beca- and I'm pretty sure that's because of you, like Dawson, because like I've mm. spent the past few months sure that I you were going to just show up at my door. But like now I know you're not. Which like, good girl. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> and she's like, I just... There's a part of me that will always love you, but Mm -hmm. I think I need to cut the cord and say goodbye. Like, I should have done this three months ago. And you're like, yeah, like, totally. (laughs) I'm like clapping, fucking on my feet, clapping for you right now. You should have cut the cord and said goodbye like 18 months, like two years ago when he, like, you know, rejected you (laughs) when you tried to have sex with him, you know? Uh, Like, okay. 100%. 100%. Like, it's like, sim- it's like, what? Like, this is why it's so frustrating because, like, Pacey was right all that time to be insecure because she had one foot in, one foot out, you know? Mm, mm. Then, after saying all this, I want to cut the cord. I should have done this. She says, call me back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> okay. Okay, girl. And, you do you. And do then, you. like, and to like the you know um john lennon poster and the like photos 
of like that Dawson took and like then to an answering machine flashing. So, wait. And so it's like she calls him at his room like in Capeside. I think she calls him in Capeside. I totally thought she called herself. I must have been looking down at my notes at that point. Um, that's wild. So she just like I know. P.S. Totally. Why would ha- she leave him? <laughs> I totally have an app call- that allows me to just leave a voicemail without your phone ringing because I would much rather like <laughs> it's mostly for work. <laughs> no way. They had that app. No, no, no. But like that's no, 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 no. No, I know. But like that's basically what she just did. Is like, well, I know you're not going to pick this one up. I need to leave it a voicemail, so I'm going to call Cape Side. (laughs) Interesting. That's fascinating. So maybe you'll listen to this message months from now. (laughs) No, Kissy, you can call. You could call into your voicemail back then. Oh, right, 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 right. Or your right, answering right, machine. Right. Yeah, you could. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally, totally. Okay. Um. So anyway, that's wild. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we, go, we go back out to the party where Chad Michael Murray comes up to Jen. And mm-hmm. she just like takes one look at him and is like, nope, not interested in no. this. Don't want whatever it is you're selling. No, thank you, sir. God, I no, Thank Jen. you. Bye-bye. <laughs> And he's like, no, 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 I'm not that guy. And you're he's like, like, I didn't say anything. I didn't even say hi. <laughs> and she goes, you are going to start by saying, hey, girl, which is fucking rude. Do not say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, and you were going to follow it by saying, you know what would look good on you? Me. And I'm just not having any of that, which like, I just love her so much. I know. Good for her. I know. <laughs> And, like, Chad Michael Murray's, like, you know, I, like, I'm just here because I'm in the band and, like, they played a, paid us 50 bucks. Like, this is not my kind of party. And, like, it yeah. kind of looks like it's not your kind of party either. So I was just, like, kind of going to introduce myself and see if maybe you're not the kind of girl who usually comes to these parties. So maybe we could go hang out somewhere else. <laughs> he does color crazy, but that's. 2001 i guess uh, oh but, yeah. yeah he says most like, of the guys here are creeps and the girls are worse and i was like oh hello early 2000s yeah so, he's like yeah is she super charmed by him she's like kind of like okay who the fuck is this hottie because he's like whatever yeah he looks good yeah uh, particularly CW back then. hot yeah 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 or wb yeah. hot you know wb hot yeah um and he like looks around at and, the people at the party and he's like, I hope these people never procreate, but they totally will. And I was like, oh, a forever mood. <laughs> That's me always. I'm like, I hope you won't procreate, but you definitely will. I can see it. <laughs> yeah. You just like and, totally the same vibe as her. And she's like kind of smitten by it. And he's yeah. like, I just want you to know my name's Charlie. and Like you're the cutest girl in the place. Yeah. And she yells to him as he's walking back away. She's like, my name's Jen. And uh, <laughs> as he's as he goes to and walk he, away, he runs right into Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Jack just totally teases her. And yeah. you're like, yes, friend moment. I know. I know. I love it. Um, so we go to Dawson leaving the set at night, still in sandals. Still in sandals. The security guard is still there, apparently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
Like, asks how his first okay. day was. And Dawson's like, I got fired. <laughs> and the, the security guard's nice. And he tries to cheer him up, the security guard. And is just like, you know, it's okay. Where are you from? And and um, he's like, oh, Dawson's like, Cape Side, a small town in Massachusetts. And the guy, the security guard's like, oh, I'm from Boston. He says it with an accent. You're Boston, like, okay. yeah. And like... <laughs> Yeah. Dawson's like, oh, all my friends are in Boston. And the security guard's like, oh, why are, why are you here? And and Dawson's like, well, this is my dream, the movie. This is it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, I just felt like that was such so authentic, too, to be like, this is what I've always wanted to do. And, like, I didn't realize that that meant, like, giving yeah. up my friendships, too. Yeah, being away from my friends like this. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, you know, the security guard is kind of like, how does your dream compare to the reality? And Dawson's like, well, it doesn't, which is true. (laughs) And then, (laughs) and then, the security guard's like, look, kid, let me, let me call Uh you a cab. Let me call you a cab. Like, what? How did he get there? (laughs) Also, a cab anywhere in Los Angeles is so so expensive. (laughs) So expensive, yeah. Like, well, if he's going from like, f- like one of the studios to USC, the closest one would be Paramount, and that's still yeah. really far. It's still pretty f- damn far, yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. Anyway, so then we go into Jen's house, and we see like Jen, Joey, and Jack are all walking into Jen's house, and Graham's house. Yeah, Grams's house. And Joey's like, are you going to tell me his name or do I have to kill you? To Jen about Charlie. Oh my god, I love this scene. (laughs) And like, Joey's definitely a little drunk. She's like, not full drunk Joey. She's just like Uh a little uh bit drunk Joey. And Jen is kind of like smitten about like about Charlie and is like trying to keep it to herself. And Joey's kind of like ribbing her. And I'm just like, inject this into my veins. I love it I so know. much. I know. And just when you think it can't get any better, Grams walks in and right. it's like, He's fucking... <laughs> they're having drunchies, right? They're like drunkenly munching yeah. on everything in the house. They're like, where are the cookies? I got to have the chips. <laughs> And Jen says something like, if if there are cookies in here, I'm going to devote my life to God and his teachings. And Grams is like, I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's so sweet. And they all apologize for waking her up. They're like, oh, we're so sorry. And Grams is like, don't worry. I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> and she's like, how's the party? And, like, she wants to get on the gossip, like, the yeah. college fun, you know? Yeah. She's, like, one of the gang. It's so cute. And these and- cute-ass chosen siblings all immediately sell Jen down the river. I like- know! It's so <laughs> awesome! My favorite Jen's thing. like, it was fun, and Jack's like, Jack and Joey at the same time were like, Jen met a boy. <laughs> yeah, Jen met a boy. His name is Charlie. He's not dumb. <laughs> like- <laughs> And we just, like, kind of fade out on, like, all these people eating cookies in Graham's kitchen. And I just love them so much. At the mention of Jen meeting a boy, Graham's is like, praise the Lord. Like, yeah. she's all in on Finally. it, too. It's yeah. so cute. 
It's so cute. (laughs) So we go to this song that is like just so clearly not the original song that it's painful. I don't even care what the original song is. Yeah. Like the original song doesn't even matter. It's just not this. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. And like Joey's. It's like, you know, early in the morning, Joey's walking back through campus because clearly she like crashed at Jen's for a bit and now is like walking back. Um, And she just like has this like clearly this like God, I'm in college moment, you know, like, yeah. holy shit, like is looking around and it's just like kind of an empty campus. And like, I remember having those moments, you know, yeah, of like, totally. holy shit, here I am, you know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she gets into her hallway and she sees the creepy guy she met at the party, like leaving uh-huh. her dorm room. Yeah. And they like kind of awkwardly smile, which is very authentic as well. Totally. totally. And she goes into <laughs> her room and yeah. Audrey's passed out and she just like face plants on her bed and there's like a knock on the door and she's like, Audrey, fuck, it's that guy, Audrey. <laughs> like no audrey's like looks audrey passed out yeah yeah well also i want to say when they when the guy leaves the room when she's in the hallway she has one of those whiteboards on the door and i have a question for anyone who's in college which is do you still do that like does does do cell phones like negate the need to have those whiteboards because we definitely had them we definitely had that yeah yeah where you would just be like julia i came by you know yeah hey. yeah yeah um anyway if if y'all are in college tell us if you still do that yes please yeah um so then like she so audrey's just like passed out so joey finally gets up and she opens the door and it's dawson <laughs> god like, I don't know how we're supposed to feel because, like, I didn't watch it live. I know how I feel now. I just don't care. Like, I just don't care. Like, they had an opportunity to, like, sell us on this romance and to, like, give us, like, to have us care. And I just fucking don't. Like, yeah. You know? A hundred percent. And, like, my question, too, is, like, because we didn't watch this live, I don't really know. Like, did we have the idea at the time that like he had listened to her message and came anyway or right. that he didn't know about the message like that my that's kind of how i was like oh does he like are we supposed to think he knows or he doesn't know cuz like we none of that's given away like they just hug in the doorway right um, and it ends with them hugging yeah, the way i read it was that he didn't know because they hug and they do her face and her face is like conflicted of like oh, oh okay. shit um that's what i took away all right i couldn't tell i i like i don't know if i like i just couldn't read that on her face or what but like yeah 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 and that's the end of the episode um i think this was a big step up from the end of season four (laughs) even though it's kind of (laughs) messy even though it's kind of messy and like i hate the dawson and joey stuff like just oh my god like just put it behind you like let's move forward yeah um like whatever audrey is such a breath of fresh air like jen is so much lighter in college and jack too and like the jack jen joey stuff i just i love it all yes i like season four like jen and joey never really hung out 
Joey didn't really have any friends. She was just fighting for her friendship with Dawson. And we never saw friend moments with like Jack or, you know, with Andy when she was still on it. And same with Pacey. I mean, like the like, yeah, the friend moments were so few and far between other than like just Jen and Jack as friends. So that was like real lacking last season. Um And so it was just, like, so awesome to see, like, them all at a party together, to see them all, Mm -hmm. like, hanging together. Like, that's why, like, you know, that's why uh, when Drunk Joey is in season four, it's such a good episode. They're all at a party together. They're all, like, in a room together. It's like, that's what we want to see. Totally. Totally. I agree. So who are you rooting for? I am rooting. I'm kind of rooting for all of them. Um, like, I don't, I don't love that Dawson's here now. Um, mm-hmm. but I want them all to like deal with their shit and move forward into college. And so I'm rooting for all of them yeah. to like move into what college is going to look like. And I thought we had some great glimpses of what college might look like. So, yeah. Yeah. And just like it's setting up the conflicts, like, you know, Pacey's in town, but like kind of like on his own journey. So that's like mm-hmm. interesting to see. Um, yeah. Dawson's like following his dream and like what that means for like his friendships is compelling. Like, can he can he have both, you know? And I think that's what we're going to see the next, you know, for the rest of the series of like, can he be a filmmaker and a friend? Right. Um, so that's really interesting. I, like, I love friendship moments. I, I want Jen to have, like, a romance, like, a decent one, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, Jury's out on this new guy. Charlie. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Charlie. Uh, but, like, good for her, you know? Just, like, yeah. a, a guy that she's interested in. Like, we haven't seen her be excited like that. Totally. Totally. So that's Agreed. Awesome. And then I'm excited for Audrey. I mean, I, I do miss Andy. Like, you know, totally. I, I miss her. But uh, I'm excited that they brought some like fun and, and joy back in, you know. Totally. Okay. So for our listener corner, this is from Rachel. Okay. Um, I think the show became focused on Joey, not because Katie Holmes was the quote it girl in Hollywood. I think this was... Um, a bit I think I read this somewhere but James Vanderbeek asked to have a shorter workload on the show so I think it was clear heading into season 5 and 6 that James and the whole cast most likely had had enough so with James Vanderbeek asking for less screen time I think the writer shifted to having everything and I mean everything revolve around (laughs) Joey instead of, you know, making sure they treat the whole cast equally after the show's namesake asked for less screen time. I just get annoyed because they had magic in the bottle with Katie and Joshua's chemistry and the acting shops of Michelle and co. They could have made the show great, but they choose to half-ass it. It just seems like everyone involved stopping stopped caring and that remind remained such a disservice to the fans i used to love the show so much now the older i get the only seasons worth my time are season three after eve and the beginning of season four i just wish someone could ask paul stupin why there was such a need to hold on to romantic pairing that the majority of the audience did not want why was it so hard to make the story why is it so hard to make everyone's storylines interesting 
Yeah. I mean, I like that. And I, you know, I, like I said, I just finished reading Busy Phillips's book. Um, and that a lot of that seems to bear out, um, mm-hmm. you know, that like James, I like sh- she, I'm not going to remember the exact quote, but she's like talks about when she first met James and he said something like really shitty about the show and like how much he wanted mm-hmm. to not be on it. And, mm-hmm. you know, she was kind of like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you know, you have this, like, you have this insanely hit TV show and you're like, so fucking mm-hmm. miserable and yeah she said that michelle said something not similar but like but but kind of like had thought about trying to leave it um and like because she didn't know if she was like doing a good job on it or something it was much more like framed Uh as like michelle doesn't you know know if she's really contributing (laughs) i'm like girl you are and then that like yeah (laughs) you know that i mean I, i don't know if i've said this on the show on our show but like that there's an adage of just like cut to katie um yeah, that yeah like yeah. I think you know and I and know. She, yeah. busy busy phillips like says that's definitely like part of it is like you they always just cut right. to Katie. and totally and that's so obvious yeah you know like i feel for james vanderbeek because like his stories are so like every time they're good, they like kind of take that away from him, <laughs> you know, yeah, like with Gretchen totally. and they're like, no, no, are you really concerned about Joey losing her virginity? That would feel really frustrating, you know? Um, but there's a part of me that also wonders if he did it to himself. Like if he, because he was know, allowed, yeah, because he was allowed Be- to sort of have some script like input, um, like if he just like ended up shooting himself in the foot. Yeah. Yeah. Because like we, or like you said that James Vander, or sorry, Michelle Williams and um, Joshua Jackson, like shut down production for their like storylines that they were getting in season Mm -hmm. three. So they like, you know, definitely had an interest in protecting the characters, like at least to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, they, it's like, they all were giving kind of shitty storylines. And I agree. It's like, why is it so hard to make everyone's storylines interesting? Um, Because there, there's some real meat there. Like, you know, Josh or like Pacey's storyline last season of like struggling with all of his friends going to college and him not is super compelling. Yeah. But the way that it like bared out was like, it was really not hard to watch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And then Joey, like, being in love with someone but then still having one foot in the door of like someone else um was really hard to watch mm. for me personally um you know everyone, and then like yeah <laughs> i don't think you're alone and then that. just like jack had like such few storylines in there like yeah let's throw this in throw in this love interest which is fine but like it wasn't like earned in the same way that like other storyline other love storylines were so we it's like well if other characters were off shooting movies or like couldn't be on set longer just like give jack a larger story give you know some of the other characters a larger story um instead of just cut to katie because i agree it's like so much it was like cut to katie they're like let's do a crane shot of you know <laughs> like you said you remember being in college looking around but like did we really need that like right you know? um right i don't know did we I, really I, well, need we had her like running in, in boston it. yeah totally yeah that's what i mean is we got so many like intro shots of just her yeah it's just like oh my gosh 
Yeah. So it's super hard. Totally. But yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Rachel, for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what do you, Julie and I have been talking off mic a little bit, but we'll bring it onto the pod. Like, what are you thinking? Should we have another season long discussion again? Do you have any thoughts? You know, it's funny. I don't know. But Rachel's question kind of touches on the thing that I've been thinking about a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if my thing is a season long discussion. But Mm -hmm. I I feel like I've been thinking a lot about in the wake of like, I guess I want to say in the wake of me too. But like, just kind Mm -hmm. of in the wake of like, shitty people being called out for being shitty. Um, yeah. I've thought a lot about like how we as consumers of culture and consumers of art and consu- consumers mm-hmm. of, of, you know, whatever, um, that media. how media, thank you, how we sort of engage with, um, it's like one thing, like, you know, like Roman Polanski or Woody Allen for me personally, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm just, or like R. Kelly, like, I just mm-hmm. don't. I don't give these people money, right? I don't go see their movies or buy their singles or I don't give them any money. You know, it's not that I've never seen it. It's not that I've never given them money, but I stopped at a certain point. Right. Um, And I think like that's a little more cut and dry. And the thing that I sort of thought about was how do we interact with art, with media, with, um, with storytelling where the people who were involved with it, and I think this is kind of particular to film and television, though I'm sure it could Mm -hmm. apply to other arenas, but like, how do we as consumers of this grapple with the fact that this was like, maybe not a great experience for the people involved. Um, Right. And like, I was thinking about that as I was reading busy Phillips's book, a lot and like it's actually a little bit less to do with Dawson's Creek because I feel like Dawson's Creek was just like like I don't think anyone was having the time of their life but I think they were kind of like it wasn't miserable you know what I mean um Mm -hmm. but like her she seemed to be miserable on Freaks and Geeks like particularly when dealing with James Franco um who was pretty awful to her yeah and he's like acute been accused of of rape by multiple people you know now yeah now but like how do you so you know and like for me freaks and geeks is one of my favorite shows of all time um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so like how do you reconcile knowing that like you know there was misery or like buffy the vampire slayer you know like that's one of my favorite shows of all time Mm -hmm. how do you reconcile the fact that you love that show with the fact that for the people involved it was miserable i i i'm really interested in thinking about that and talking about that and again i don't know if it's like a season-long conversation but i think Mm -hmm. we could have a few definitely a chunk of episodes and i i would be i would be really excited to hear our listeners how our listeners are sort of dealing with that or feeling about that and how you feel with it like because i think about it in dawson's creek particularly in regards to michelle williams who i think knew was being kind of sidelined and like was young was so young and didn't know how to feel about Mm -hmm. it and i i'm sure now she can look back on it after after being nominated for four Oscars and winning like Emmys and Golden <laughs> Globes, like 
I, you know, there's some perspective where you're like, whatever, like it was a stepping stone and like that was there. And like, yeah, whatever. I obviously went on to have the career that I want. Um, but, um, but like, but I think a lot about that, that for her, like, this wasn't a great experience. And like, right. Yeah. How do I, as a consumer of this show, feel about that? And how does it affect my viewing of the show? Yeah. Like when you get new information, like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And like, as we, you know, are now in a position where like we are learning more about things and like this behavior, like again with Todd in this episode, like we've said, like, yes, I'm sure that happens on set, but like it being like this prevailing narrative and this story of like, well, Dawson's just got to suck it up or get fired, you mm-hmm. know? Um, like as we're trying to slowly dismantle that, like how do we, um, grapple with that space of like the things you love and like knowing that like the there was uh pain and pain capital attached to that um so that's super interesting for sure and especially since like Dawson does like try you know to this is his dream to be Mm -hmm. in in the film industry and to make films Mm -hmm. so it's super interesting yeah um yeah, and that's so horrible if Busy had a horrible time, you know, or like a less than ideal time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had a few thoughts. One was to piggyback on um, the workforce bound and like kind of just talk about like the college experience um, and the way it's portrayed in media. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that like high school is like you can create a monolith of the high school experience because like everyone goes to high near everyone goes to high school you know and there are just like such like a feeling of like you're an you feel like an adult but you're really not like there's so many feelings that are real which is why like high school dramas like are so pervasive and we love them Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know but then the transition to college is hard because there is no like real cult one type of college experience in the u.s u.s is so big you know yeah and so it's like interesting to watch like Joey be in college and being like, is that real that like girls just line up at a professor's door to like try to flirt with him? (laughs) Like, you know, and especially since like, I think (laughs) what we've been sold, you know, is like Dawson Creek was like the story for every high schooler. So then when we see like the like quote unquote, like rich college and like the way that like, you know, the, academia would look like like how does that help us with our own college experiences like do would that make us feel insecure with our differences like do we wish Mm -hmm. that we would have seen like more representation of like you know a college experience that felt authentic or is that just like that is joey's experience is authentic but like our like santa cruz yeah yeah, exactly. So, like, that's something that I find super compelling. Um, yeah, same. Because there is, like, a, a universality, to be honest, from, like, the California college experience. So, if someone went to a UC, you're like, yeah, I know what that was like, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and no matter, like, when they went, you you kind of have, like, a similar um, college experience. Uh, and it's kind of nothing like what's depicted thus far or at least in this episode um totally 
And then another one, since we've been kind of talking about, I've just been thinking about this on the whole in my life or in the world, but you know, we're always talking about when they call Joey a girl versus a woman. Mm -hmm. And even in this episode, Jack calls her a woman. And it's like, what does that mean? Like, when does she become a woman? What does it even mean to be a woman in like the, you know, 21st century? Like we talk about women's rights being reproductive rights, but we know like not all women like reproduce and some men do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, have wombs so that isn't really a necessarily a marker of womanhood and so mm -hmm. what like and who are we allowing define Joey as a woman um, do the girls define her as a woman does she just define herself as a woman you know and like mm -hmm. what are the definitions for womanhood like we'd like to be seen from like you know a more holistic voice and not just like Paul Stupin and like totally. men we see on this show. Totally. <laughs> like we really want Paul Stupin to define what a woman is because <laughs> that's no. kind of what's happening. Right. You know? No. And that segment will be called not a girl, not yet a woman. Hashtag. <laughs> if we pick it. If we pick, well, it. If we pick it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the title just confirmed right now. Um, I love that idea too because I really think one of my favorite books of the last few years is a book called All Grown Up by Jamie Attenberg and like really kind of dug into like what is how how do you define yourself as an adult if you don't like participate in the trappings of adulthood like you don't get married and you don't have kids like then mm -hmm. how do you define your adultness um, mm -hmm. and, I, and I really like the kind of like thinking about womanhood and thinking about, you know, in, a, in the context of, you know, um, thinking about gender as not a binary or as like something that's totally made up. Like, how do we how are we yeah. rethinking womanhood? But then also, like, how does Joey define her own womanhood? And I mean, I think Jen and Audrey, too, like those are interesting conversations mm -hmm. to have. Like, right, how are these women sort of defined and pitted against each other, but also defined against each other and then also defined as something the same or different um, because right. of, like, all these extenuating factors? I think that's fascinating. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And we get, again, another blonde, like, hypersexualized character that's introduced to be pitted mm -hmm. against Joey. And, like, you know, is that, like, is that what we're saying? That, like, one's sexual identity and like you know uh comfortability with their sexuality is what defines their womanhood you know it's mm -hmm. super interesting to see um Definitely. and again like like we've said like it seems like paul stupin had a, a big hand on a lot of these storylines so <laughs> um as we're like you know looking at this show we love and like kind of reimagining it in like the 21st century mm. um what yeah what would we like to see different and like how can we end this like stupid gendered binary <laughs> totally totally but yeah let's we'll keep talking we'll see but we'll probably have like some ideas for you maybe we'll vote or something mm -hmm. but you yeah. know we're excited to be in season five i'm so, so happy to be here oh my God, so happy. <laughs> so this episode was awesome like yeah. you can I get was, through like, this was so of, like, fun <laughs> like it's like 
they could have these stupid like it feels like season two to me where like they had this stupid Joey and Dawson like that we're supposed to care about but I like personally for me cared about all the other storylines like Pacey and Andy and like that coming out and you know even Jen's like total depression spiral is like so interesting so all the other stories were so compelling that you're like could sit through the boring slog of like yeah Joey and Dawson will they won't they I don't know they (laughs) already tried it several times like i don't care yeah. i don't care uh, but like totally. fine whatever um so it felt like good to be back into like maybe a little bit more like friend interesting things we'll see as season five goes on totally. <laughs> what totally. it's like but i'm excited to be here and i want to thank everyone for joining us yeah here um I can't believe we've made it. Season five. <laughs> yeah, season five. We're in college. Whoop, whoop. I know. Yeah, I know. we're almost going to be at the point where where we watched our first episode together. We're It'd be so, so weird. Close. We'll have to do something special. I know. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I know. Maybe you and I will actually be able to see each other in person by then, too. We can, like. I know. I know. Yeah, clink seriously. Like a champagne glass or something. Yeah. Yeah, maybe do like an Instagram live or something. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so much fun, totally. Yeah, totally. Something fun like that. We'll try to plan something. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're no promises. Yeah, <laughs> don't hold us to that. Don't hold us to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you everyone for being here. Thank you for making space with us. We we're so grateful to, mm-hmm. you know be a part of this community and to listen you know to what y'all bring to us it's amazing um i hope y'all are staying safe Ooh, that delta variant (laughs) only laughing so i don't cry it's Mm. just it's so hard to be like i told you so (laughs) i know put a shot in your arm please yeah like we said this was gonna happen you know so it's really hard to see that happening but i hope you're all are staying safe you know protecting yourself in it whatever ways mentally spiritually um physically um and yeah what a time to be alive black lives matter yep. defund the police mm-hmm. stop asian hate yes please yeah wow <laughs> free britney yeah <laughs> you can find us on instagram and twitter at dawson's critique you can email us dawson's critique at gmail.com we want to shout our boy Kilia for making our theme song you can find him on instagram at go freaking crazy you can follow my finsta at aaron.hensley we have merch bit.ly slash dawson's critique and as always you can order our book i remember everything life lessons from dawson's creek Let's shout out my buddies at East Bay Booksellers in Oakland, California. Um, You could buy our book from them if you'd like. Uh, They are pretty damn awesome. And I highly recommend if you're in the Bay Area to go check them out. Um, They're a really cool store. Uh, Please like us, subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to those of you who have. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, It helps us immensely when you do that. Um, you can find me on social media at Pesty1079 on Twitter and Instagram. Um, please, what do I say now? Um, I don't know. Thanks for being here. And we love you. And we hope you're having a great week. Stay safe. Stay sane. And we'll see you next week. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over.